Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Hola, my people. This is the podcast with your two favorite part-time deadbeats, Culture Con Papas. The show about pop culture with some culturally dope papas. I am the sweatiest man in the room, Nikki C. And I am Drippy Hippie. What's up, man? What is good, my guy? How you living? Bro, I'm good, man. It's been a it's been a good week. Just chilling with the family, um, you know, just having quality time and stuff. It's been chill. How are you, dude? Man, I am not gonna lie. I am exhausted. I am tired. Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the the IG, but the episode we recorded episode yesterday that was so and, bad. And the technical difficulties on that were horrible. Dude, yeah, no, like every, so. I think every other sentence was like a glitch out. or something. <laughs> like even <laughs> your punchlines, like yeah. I literally was thinking, I'm like, bro, we could save this. And then as I was listening to it, I'm like, yo, this is just too bad. <laughs> it's just like a hoe. You can't save it. You know what I'm saying? She don't can't want save it. Save, don't save it. But uh, <laughs> Scrape bars. Hey, but um, man, I told you how exhausted I was yesterday and then. Today, there was more kids in my place of, of residing. Ooh. And, uh, man. Rugrats, bro, bro? While I was working, too. So, damn. It was just rough, man. So, I definitely, definitely need some, some, like, time to, like, go into a dark corner and just scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I need to get high and, like, go on a rocket ship with Caillou. Like, I don't know what to do. Dude, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Bro. Man, but everything is good, man. Mom's just got home from the hospital. She was there for a couple of days with some blood issues, but she but got home today. Though. Yeah, she got home today, so that's a blessing. Hell yeah. There we so, go. we winning. That's, that's how I count that. We winning. Hell yeah, that is, bro. That's what's up, man. But yo, so let's switch it up a little bit. I know we were talking about like how we like to kind of keep up with like current events, but I also think it's a good time to just kind of reflect, you know, and kind of dedicate a little bit of discussion towards like the male mental health. What do you think? No, no, most definitely. Because when we talk about mental health and and males, the, the stigma is definitely switching, but they're like nonetheless there's a stigma of mental health and and men that yeah. that basically you know to say that you have these problems out loud isn't as manly and i feel like that's finally transitioning which is great because get help like i told i just said right now how exhausted i was today i literally scheduled three weeks in a row like three mondays in a row with my therapist and i usually see him every other week and oh I said, really fuck that i am stressed i need to see you for three weeks straight <laughs> like <laughs> hey but no but that's real though see that's the thing like i feel like um i don't know maybe a few years ago mentioning these kind of things there was already that uh like there was like a negative connotation to it you know oh yeah Anytime you mention like oh i'm going to therapy it's like oh well what's wrong it's like no nothing i just you know i'm trying to talk to somebody it's uh it's it was a foreign concept but you know lately it's kind of been you know it's gotten a little more attention over the last couple of years and by no means like you know, me, Nikki C, we are by no means experts at this topic. We're simply speaking from a point of experience, just looking to share our vulnerability. Um, of course. Hopefully that influences everybody else to do the same. But yeah, man, let's do it, bro. Yeah. And I will say precursor to going into this, man, like, yeah, y- like, just know, like, you know yourself better than anyone. Like. You need to make sure that if you're not straight, you get the right help. Now, it isn't always in the form of a therapist. Do I recommend therapy? Of course. I think everyone should go through therapy. Like, I don't think anyone should be exempt from that. I feel like it's just something you need to get a clearer path, a clearer path in your head and emotions. But, I like, sometimes you need to go to your village, to the people that you trust, to your OGs. Whoever that may be, like, if you ain't straight, sometimes you just need to talk it out with maybe one, two people. Maybe they'll give you the advice of where you need to go, or they'll direct you in some place that's better than them. You oh, know, so just make sure that 
you know, like 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 a closed mouth don't get fed. Like if yeah. you want to get better, please, please speak up. Like there's never been a better time in history for men specifically to speak up about their mental health issues. And I mean it goes for women as well, but like we said, that stigma's kinda changing for men, so just speak up. You're not weak for doing that. Oh, hundred percent, man. But now let's get into it, man. So we figured um, like the best way to have this kind of discussion would be to open up and open up to ourselves really and talk about like, uh, I don't know, like our own personal faults, you know, oh, like the, the biggest, I think one of the biggest hurdles for improving, like having any level of self-development is being able to like having like, it's like, it's tough to have a real conversation with yourself. But when you do, you can have some real heartfelt moments. And I think you could find out exactly what areas you want to improve. Um, and as men, I think, uh, I don't know, I think a big focus also is like your presence in a relationship, whether it's positive, negative, what makes it so. But we figured we start off on like our toxic traits. Uh, Nick, you want to start it off? Of course. Um, I actually realized this probably a couple weeks ago and it's it's because my upbringing backstory here came from a single parent household my mom was raising me never really met my father to a couple years ago that's for a different day but when my mom was disciplining me you know children children do lie and children do stuff some of the times but my mom would constantly scrutinize me or like say that I'm doing something I always had to feel like I had to defend myself so now in like my most recent relationship that even when something was just said to me just not even an attacking way I always feel like I have to defend myself and so in defending myself I try to put I try to make you look like I try to play lawyer I try to make sure that you look like you you're like I try to incriminate you I try to make you look worse so I look better. Mm, yeah. And so that is one, I mean, I, I have a couple toxic traits, but that one is probably the most prevalent right now aside from the fear of abandonment. So I have that fear of abandonment. I always feel like I have a wall up where like it's like one foot in, one foot out. Like I'm, I'm not fully in to what we got. It takes me a while. Like I think I told you this on the recording they got messed up that I was in a relationship for nine years almost 10 and it took me to like year six to really be like in my heart to let that last wall go down and be like this woman is the one right like, it took that long because I was always like you about to leave you about to go like why should I give you everything of me like you gonna go soon so damn no, that's it's rough wild. man I mean, it's rough because, like, on one side, it, it's weird because, like, behind every toxic trait, there's, like, this dire, vulnerable need, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, deep down, regardless of how shitty you are as a dude, even if, like, I don't know, it's a different society now, but, like, I don't know. Like, even if you sleep around and do whatever, like, I, I don't really care. But if you're just a shitty person overall, I think, I don't know, man, I think those are the times that you need to dedicate to, like, to figure your own shit out. I don't know. I think I think that everyone should wait until at least after I would say twenty five to twenty seven, man, to get into a serious relationship. And and the reason I say that is because there's so much emotional growth that happens after twenty five. Like you hear it from so many people that are in their like thirties who like me myself at twenty eight, like you just hear it from other people that are like after twenty five I realized how how fucked up life was. Like I realized how fucked up I was emotionally because you start getting that clarity that, oh shit, I'm fucked up. <laughs> and I think being in long term relationships before that, you start to realize you fucked up but you already were exuding these toxic traits and never knowing it. Now it's like how do you change that? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's really coming down to the fact that, like, you know, you have to you have to recognize it first. You know, you have to identify the areas that you lack. 
And a lot of us, man, I don't think a lot of us are really to have are ready to have that conversation. Um, similar to yours, honestly, like when you mentioned, like you you play lawyer, right? It's like yeah. you know you you present both situations, and then essentially, you know, you try to like relieve yourself of any type of accountability. You know, um, the funny thing is, I'm with you on that, dude. I low key, man. I think in my past, I I really feel like I've messed up relationships because of my manipulative tactics. My little mm. mind. Speak on um, it. I'll be honest, man. I don't. And the thing is, like, I don't really have an intention to be. A lot of like my manipulation, I guess, is like a defense mechanism, almost. You know, like I'm such a skeptic when it comes to like really getting to know someone. Similar to you, like, oh no, you're just you're about to leave. Similar to that approach, it's more like, uh, you ain't really like you don't really mean this shit, you know. It's like, you could say this shit, you could, you know, do these little things, but you don't really mean it, though. And so, automatically, I have this, like, emotional barricade, and I don't let nobody pass that bitch. <laughs> like, nobody. Uh, I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know if it's fear. You know, like, it could be a bunch of things. Um, but that's actually what I'm in therapy for, just to understand, like, yo, like, why do I feel the need to, like, you know, to protect myself so much? Why can't I just, like, be liberated and just feel free to, you know, love whoever, right? Like, no filters. Um, do, you yeah, feel, think, do you feel like you're getting there with therapy? Like, you feel like that's, that's happening or there's still, I mean, there's always going to be work, but do you feel like you may be a little more lost because you have a little more knowledge or? Ooh, that's a good point. So I think I'm over that hump. Um have you ever have you ever felt that feeling like that? Have you ever gotten into like something new where as soon as you start to really get into like this new hobby, this new project or whatever, or this new like subculture, you start to realize how big that small world really is. And you, you kind of feel like that sense of, of being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like me with Yu-Gi-Oh, of course, I was sent to the Shadow Realm multiple times. Me with woodworking. So I'm with you. You're <laughs> to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> Stupid. They know me when I pull up. Um, <laughs> no, nah, like, it, it was kind of like that feeling. Like, I got that initial sense of being overwhelmed when uh, when I first started going to therapy regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I realized, like, oh, shit, I'm fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm not a horrible person. I don't, like, I don't think I'm, a, like, the worst kind of person out there. No, but I just realized, like, I got high standards for myself. And knowing where I want to be, I know I got a lot of work to do. And when I realized that initially, it was kind of scary. But after I got over that hump, um, it became really easy to to have open dialogue, you know? Okay. Um, and that was the tough part, man. Just allowing yourself to be open, allowing yourself to to feel vulnerable. It's so weird, especially as a guy, because, like, from since our upbringing, we were taught to do the exact opposite. Oh, be a man's rub- man. Yeah, be a man. Boys don't cry. Like you know, say less. Hurting. You know, say yeah. less. Keep it pushing. Like exactly, perfect. Keep it pushing, bro. That was like literally my motto up until I joined therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now, now it's like now therapy has kind of taught me this new perspective of like, well, why do I feel this way? Right. That's the biggest question I really want to say that like kind of helped me shape my thoughts is I ask myself in extreme emotions, whether they're good or bad or whatever, I ask myself, like, yo, like, why are you feeling this way? Like, what's up? You know? Man, uh, I will say yeah. therapy let me know. Like, I kind of understood on some level these people that won't admit racism still exists because it's like, yeah, it's going to shatter your whole world. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, someone going hard on your street tonight. Someone Yo. fast and the furious over there. Dude, this man just charged up his RC toy car. Was that was way. that Vin Diesel, bro? No, that was the... Yeah, actually, I think it was, dude. He's just like, I'm living my life 1.75 miles at a time. Nah, bro, this dude was going easily 20 miles an hour. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> on that go-kart, bro. Just sounding sounding cool as hell? Bro, he just, he just somehow... He jimmied two uh, car batteries to one go-kart. I don't know how he did it, bro. Hey, because he gets pussy, you never understand that. Hey, yo, for real, he probably just got that text, that you up text. <laughs> that was him, <laughs> huh? He had to put the two batteries on some wheels and head over like, yeah, I'm here. 
bro, he used seven paper clips, <laughs> a Duracell battery, and some fucking <laughs> Lego wheels. All because the girl texted him, my parents aren't home. Hey. <laughs> yeah, do it sometimes. Yeah, do Bruh. it sometimes. Bruh. But yeah, what were you saying, bro? My bad. So I was saying, like, I, I kind of understood. The therapy helped me understand the fact that people want to admit to racism. Like, I understood those people for a second because when these emotions started coming up in me, I thought to myself, if I just treat them like it doesn't exist, then it doesn't exist. And so instead of shattering my world where I'm living one way, I just, you know, I was just like, let me just keep it pushing, like keep it moving. Like, let me keep the same energy. Let me not try to grow. Let me not try to admit that there's a problem. And let me tell you, bro, it was the saddest I have ever been in my life. Really? Oh, yeah, because it's just like, I had all this shit weighing on me, but I tried not to admit that it was weighing on me. And so, like, that shit just got sad, depressing. Like, I I was going through depression. But was it, like, did you feel, like, a sense of, like, hopelessness? Or what, what was that depression, like, tied to? Man, it was one, it was just, like, getting hit with all, it's, it's like if you, like, I never experienced real emotion my entire life you know what i mean like i my family is very good at bottling up we don't speak a lot you know what i mean i realized once i started like opening up about my therapy and emotions i was like yo my family don't talk so like we we i was from the young age like i kept my emotions in and so then when i started letting these all these emotions come out it was just like sensory overload and, like, I just got sad. That's the floodgate, bro. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. That shit happened at 25, bro. Like, right after 25, your brain started progressing. You can reach oh, a yeah. new level. You know what that is? Hmm. That's the quarter-life crisis, man. It's, um, that's also the same age that, they, that like, kind of like how you said, that the mind and the brain is fully developed, you know? So we, I think, I don't know, not to say that we're, like, ignorant, before 25 but there is a sense of innocence still you know mm-hmm. um and i think yeah i don't think i was really i don't know consciously aware of like my my mortality myself uh until like i hit yeah like my 20 my mid late 20s bro bro all i'm saying is i'm ready for 30s man I hear that's just supposed to be golden because 25 and up, fuck all that noise. I mean, honestly, bro, like we, we hype up, bro. Look, man, this is what I think. I think, I think you're a little kid until you turn 30. I don't think people take you serious. I don't think you're really just, I don't think you're taken seriously until you break 30. That's like, okay, now you're like an adult. Like now you have literally no, how do I explain it? No other excuses for your own personal position. Good or bad, the success, the credit, and the blame equally go to you, right? Mm-hmm. You're the quarterback. Exactly. You're the quarterback and the receiver and the coach. You know what I mean? So you got to, like, be – you got to be ready for that, man. 20s, I think it's it's a decade of experience and experiments. Like, develop Wait. yourself. You trying to tell us something, bro? Fuck yeah, bro. Your boy turns up, dog. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> just depends, bro. How many shots to kill are you buying me? How many, how many do you need? Oh. Uh, one, Same. really? Just one? Give me two AMFs. <laughs> you know your boy out there. Oh, bro, trust me. I already know. You're like <laughs> the, you're, bro, no. I've never seen such a graceful... I've never seen a man gracefully dance on his toes the way you do. Okay? Oh, I appreciate <laughs> that, man. I do. <laughs> It all it all goes to my mentor, uh, Tyrone Two Toes. Uh, that man was just an inspiration to all of us in seventh grade. Uh, the way that to... he moved magnificently. I thought you were about to say crazy legs. <laughs> <laughs> my childhood hero. Right, yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. No, all right, man. Um, what was it? The next one that we talked about. Let's see. Just to keep it moving. We talked about, oh, we wanted to talk about, oh, this dude came back, bro. Oh, man, she must have said her parents must have pulled up. Damn, or, or he was a minute man, bro. Hey, he still fucked up. 
Exactly. Let's go. Hey, fuck what you say. Let's that's go. one of the best comebacks of all time. Bro, that's, hey, that's the, that's your the dick motto. Small, your dick small. You came quick. I'm never going to let you hit again. But, bitch, I hit. Ooh. <laughs> let's go. Bro, what we you going to say to that? You can't, bro. There's literally no response. There's literally no comeback to that. So you can talk shit about how, like, you can talk shit about that's my it. dick game all day. But bro, you that, the dick, though. That's not exactly. <laughs> bro, you shut down the entire conversation with that. It's like, but I still fuck, though. It's like, yeah, you can't Mad say facts. shit. There's, there's, no, there's no comeback. I dare somebody to come back with something. If someone can come back from that, I need to shake your hand. Yeah, bro. Real talk. Oh, God. That's funny, though, man. No, uh, but uh, before I was rudely interrupted by a little RC car. Uh, <laughs> now, nah, man, so what would you say is your personal, like, toxic trait? Just as an individual, right? As an and, individual? And it be, yeah, it could be an extension of, like, you know, your to- the toxic versions of yourself in a relationship. They could overlap. It could be the same. But what would you say is, like, an individual one? So my biggest... Toxic traits. I feel like I have two big ones. One, I overthink like way too much. Like I, I only go from point A to Z. I never see any of the other letters in there. Like that's it. Like it's like it's either this way or it's this way. We ain't it's black and white. Don't don't fuck with no gray. Yeah. And because of that, because I overthink. And I don't see all the positives. Sometimes, at least to my second toxic trait that I feel like my biggest one, or one of my biggest ones, is not for myself, just not following through. Because I let the fear of striking out keep me from playing the game. Ooh, Shout yeah. out to a Cinderella story. Hillary Duff, I love you. Um, oh, wait, what? What? That was in Hillary, the Hillary Duff movie, a Cinderella story. Was it really? Yeah, if you know when the diner, when the guitar, never mind. I'm not gonna go into all this. I haven't seen this, but I know, I know that's uh, that's your little, that's that's your boo thing. That's Bay. That's Bay. That's Bay. But hey, Loki, shout out to real quick, shout out to her. Uh, we've, we, I think it's pretty unanimous at this point. She's one of the few child stars that have survived the, you know, the claim to fame. Like uh, the, the <laughs> biggest thing you could talk shit about her. Which is not even bad, is that right after she got proposed to by her ex husband, she sucked his dick on the balcony. Like, You're lying. Nope, there's pictures and everything. Like, I bet you know. You, you can't see his dick, but I mean, she's sucking it. I bet but you I'm, tried. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, yo, I'm like, first of all, that's the reaction I want. I yeah. gave you a ring. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I appreciate this energy, this reciprocation. I love it. You said I appreciate this energy. Hey, that's true, man. You're right. But <laughs> way to welcome the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> if this is gonna be life with you, bitch, I made a good choice. Hey, well, you know, they, they still got divorced, bro. I don't know, man. Maybe that's the wrong way hey, to do man, it. Man, they was only supposed to be there for a minute. There, I think that going back to relationships is like one. I feel like someone's there. Like lucky people can grow with that one person. The fact of the matter is sometimes you grow and when you grow, you still have toxic traits. And so that could shift into something else that the other person who just grew with you can't fuck with. So like as we evolve, we adapt in relationships. And I feel like sometimes we just grow to know like the shit that's toxic that you do. I can no longer accept and it's done. Right. So, I mean, it should happen to be like that. You're only predestined to be in my life for a certain amount of time. I mean, to some degree, that's how all experiences are, you know, are pretty much set to be. You know, it's not really a choice that we have. Um, And, you know, let's think about that, bro. Like, temporary to us is like a microsecond or even less in, like, you know, the concept of time. So, like, we focus a lot on our problems. We focus a lot on where we feel it, like, in life. We sort of forget to just, like, kick back and, like, look around. You know, hey, smell the smell the roses, man. Look at the stars. Like, go drive up north. Look at the stars where there's not a lot of city, dude. So, like, that was, bro. That's um, that was. I'll say this. I'm a huge. I've learned like through therapy. Like, I'm a huge like stargazer. I don't know why, but literally, bro. Like this exact spot that I'm at, I'll come out here, 
I'll just chill and I'll just like literally stare into the night sky. And I've never felt more clarity than after like those nights, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, look at how small you are, man. Exactly, sometimes it bro. makes your problems just seem that much smaller, you know? They dissipate, man. Once you get time to like to yourself. Hey, you're so, right, bro. You do need some time to yourself, man. That's right, <laughs> like, bro. Bro, I'm saying, bro. But anyways, to get back to the topic. Yeah, yeah. So for me, overthinking, which is my biggest toxic trait, I think, because not only it leaks into relationships because I will overthink with myself and then I will overthink with my partner. Like, how do I comfort them when in all actuality, I know how to comfort you. Like, I know you. But I, then I overthink, like, well, maybe they don't want it to be comforted that way this time. So maybe I'll play it by ear. And then at the end of the day, they wanted that comfort that you know how to provide. Right. So it leaks into like that way as well. For me, it's just like it, when like my therapist, you know, he said, when you're overthinking, like you're only going to have a few options on both sides. You're missing everything that's in between those options. And I feel yeah. like sometimes because of my overthinking ways, I miss like solutions that could have just helped me way quicker. So it's definitely bad. And because of my overthinking, I feel like I don't follow through on a lot of shit because I think about all the negatives that could happen. Yeah. See, I think, honestly, man, I feel like I'm the exact same way. And well, on yesterday's recording, we talked about it where it's like a sense of like analysis paralysis, right? Mm -hmm. We, we have high standards, not just for ourselves, but even like the, the projects that we involve ourselves in to the point to where like it's borderline, like obsessive perfectionism, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the traits that I like, I kind of, I'm trying to work on because I, I feel like that eliminates the opportunity for us to be human. You know, it like takes away, not the luxury of failure, but like the luxury that it provides, you know, I really do feel like once you mess up on projects, there's more growth from that than having like, you know, a one, a one hit wonder type of thing. Oh um, yeah. bro. like, that's what I learned with my, just with this whole experience is just like all the shit that you're going through is just building you up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have to go through this shit, man. Like, you know what I mean? Every Pokemon started off at, at a lower level, to, but to evolve them, you had to fucking train through the bullshit. Right. So, like, that's what I feel like this is. We just leveling up. We're going to evolve. We're going to keep evolving. I'm a Charizard, bitch. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> hey, if you're Charizard, I know this is like a, a different one, but I want to be Golden Frieza now that I know what it means. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's a good one, too. That's you gotta strong. you gotta watch the show because every time this man transforms, it's a spectacle. For real? Every time. Like he doesn't everyone else can just transform, turn Super Saiyan like real quick. Ah, but this motherfucker puts on a whole show where he like extends his arms and he just like like I'm about to turn gold, bitch. Experience this. Fuck? Experience Stupid. my transformation. <laughs> oh shit. Honestly, man, like I said, bro, I wanna get to it. I just don't even know like where to start, you know. Um I don't know. I, I do want to try it out, though. But no, man, I think, like, that's the tough part, man, is being able to, like, really have this open, like, dialogue with yourself. Like, and honestly, man, even if you don't have, like, a close friend or even, like, a close family member, because, like, low-key, it's weird, but, like, I've met people where, you know, even, like, even your family can be toxic, you know? Yes. Um, that's where I will admit, like, I'm pretty blessed, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm the youngest, but, like, I have a big ass family, bro. And I, dude, every time I meet new people and experience new families, I realize like how important like mine is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's cool. But even there, like, I still think you need to find, even if it's like a, even if it is like a therapist, a doctor or somebody like, I don't know, somebody like, they don't have to be an exact therapist, but find somebody that you're able to have that conversation with openly um, until you're ready to have the conversation with yourself. But I think identifying the areas that you lack, that's what you really need to, that's got to be the personal goal, you know, to really get any type of change. What do you think? Uh, you know, yeah, identifying it within yourself 
I think the first thing before identifying what you feel, at least for me, was the understanding of how you feel. Like, you know, at least understanding within yourself, like, I don't feel right. Like, I feel like something's going on. Sometimes you have to take that first step to realize, like, you don't feel all the way 100. Then you can, like, kind of take those steps to figuring out what exactly you feel. Right. But it's like you have to get, you have to identify within yourself that you're not balanced. Like, you're not 100. Like, some shit is going on. Shit is shifting in your brain and your heart and your spirit. And you have to go on, like, a knowledge journey. Right. And figure that shit out. No, I feel you, man. I think, um, like, I think one of my triggers when I start realizing, like, yo, like, I need to check myself, I tend to check myself most often when I feel like, um, I don't know, I'm not going to say it takes, it doesn't take much to, like, set me off, but, like, if I, if I feel myself, like, having, like, an extreme emotion for whatever reason, like, I try to check myself, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's, I think that's sort of what you're touching on, is being aware and conscious of, like, whenever that moment hits, you know? I mean, yeah, for that moment, too, when you have that extreme emotion, but even when, like, before you go to therapy, before you understand that you may be depressed, before you may know that you're sad, regretful, like, that first time that shit hits your heart, and you're just sitting there like, man, why why have I been waking up so sluggish these last couple of days, or why does it seem like I can't do something? Like, you have to identify, like, right there. And it's like, something's going on with me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I have to figure out what this is. And then you start hitting those other points, like, oh, shit, you know what? Like, I'm sad. I'm depressed. Like, I'm stressed. It's it's all about knowledge of self, knowledge of body, knowledge of spirit. Like, that, and that shit all just comes with time. Hundred percent, man. Mm, How do you like? What's one of the ways that you've like found? Um, how do I put it? Like, how do you heal after this kind of stuff? So, like, going through just the emotions and like right now, even still with overthinking, like I'm still trying to work through that. But healing, the biggest healing I had to do was through depression. Um, anxiety, you know, that that just constant angst. Um, that was the biggest thing I had to work on, and that was happening a lot last year. Because I mean, first of all, like I said, I was learning what my emotions were. Like I just went to therapy, and we were taking slow steps. You know, my therapist was saying, "Okay, first acknowledge what you feel, then distract yourself." Now, acknowledging what you feel, now let's go into, like, why you feel it. So it was, like, a steps. Mm. And so going through that, I was very emotional. And then that's when I got hit with the entanglement situation. Right. Um, and that crushed my heart because I already explained before that one of my toxic relationship thing is that I don't like to let down that last barrier. Right. And I and I did already. So for that it crushed me, added on to the depression, added on to the anxiety, added on to the angst. But then I had a freeing thought. This is what started my healing. I I had a freeing thought that for the first time in my life, I have a chance to be uncomfortable. I have mm. a chance to be alone. I have a chance to figure this shit out. I have a chance to feel by myself. Oh, yeah. And like that shit, like it was daunting. The task was daunting, scary as fuck. But like I, that started me down this road of healing. Like I started getting out and it wasn't always like, okay, let me figure out this emotion. It was like, I'm going to go do something random this Friday. Like, like I said before, I went to bingo at my dispensary. Like, Oh, I'm going to just go do random stuff. Yeah. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get out there and find what I like, what feeds my soul. And then I just fed myself with that. And once I started feeding myself with that, I started realizing all the anxiety, all the angst, all the depression. That started f- f- fading away because I was treating myself with the respect I deserve. 
Ooh. I felt that. But how 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 do you heal? How do you still healing? Like, what did you do to get through emotions, or what are you doing to get through the emotions that you're still feeling? Um, I mean, for me, I think it's kind of like the same approach. Just like allowing yourself to explore, like the like what what piques your interest most, you know. Um, like again, like one of my struggles was that analysis paralysis, basically not going through or not following through with like uh, one of my projects. And I think the best way to heal is to pretty much, in my case, is like to expose myself to that risk, the risk of failing, the risk of of messing something up that you know means a lot to you. Um, and I think that's, that's the journey that I'm on right now. It's like, I'm letting myself explore that risk, that fear of that failure. Um, and I think that's just what it takes, man. Just exposing yourself and putting yourself and stimulating your soil by getting into a new environment, surrounding yourself with like different people. Maybe they have like different perspectives that'll shape you, you know, Oh yeah. Um, but just allowing yourself, like you said, to be uncomfortable, to, to be in a position you haven't been in before. Um, like one of my doggy. friends' kids, huh? I said doggy. Dude. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> That's I'm horrible. You, you're just trying to admit something to us this whole episode. Being a new position you've never been in. Whatever. No, man. You know you have selective hearing, bro. So <laughs> you're just you're, you're choosing to hear what you hear. Ah. No. Uh, but no, man. It's just like I heard it from like my friend's kid, and like, dude, I didn't realize like she. You know, that she could say something. Nah, someone of her age could say something so profound. But she said, or she wrote like a, a lyric somewhere. She wrote down, um, how did it go? A comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. I was like, oh, shit, what dude. That's right? deep shit. Bro, she, at the time, uh, she was like, I think, 11 or 12 or so. Um, and so I was like, dude, your kid wrote this? She's like, yeah. And I thought that was, like, one of the dopest things ever, you know? That is, bro. And I, I'm going to tell you, man, this – I see – I hear some shit from this younger generation, man, that really, really, like, gets me hopeful. Like, I have yeah. a boy – I'm not going to say his name, but he has a daughter around around this uh, 11, 12 area, and she came up to him letting her, letting him know, like – yo, I feel off balance. Like, I think I need to see a therapist. Like, and to have that wherewithal at 11? Really? Like, you know I mean, what I mean? I don't know, because I remember around that age, that's when I really started to feel, uh, I started to, like, be self-aware. Um, not that I was, like, ignorant as a kid, but... to know that you need a therapist? I mean, yeah. I don't. I think that's when it starts, man. To be honest with you, I mean that shit wasn't for me, man. Like when I was eleven, I was concerned. What was the eleven? Like what, fifth, sixth grade? Yeah. What are you talking about right there? So, like, my only concern was I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh in fifth grade. I was playing, <laughs> and I was just outside being a punk in sixth grade. Like, I literally was living a simple life. Like, you know. I wake yeah. up. If I'm hungry, I'm hungry. If I need to shit, I shit. If I need to sleep, I sleep. Like, it was never anything deeper. I got you. That's I mean, I was, pl- like, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! too. All right, bro. I was doing my thing. Bro, you would be sent to the Shadow Realm so quick. Hey, let me bro. summon. Let me summon this dark magician. You know what? Let <laughs> me summon this red-eyes negro dragon on you. And you was about to get these hands. Uh okay, I don't. <laughs> I, I want to respond, but I don't remember any of the monsters. Yeah, you third-rate duelist with a fourth-rate deck. You watch you, 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 you get that shit. <laughs> God damn! I want to have a comeback, but I'm not nerdy enough, bro. I'm like, hey, shit. You fucking with a nerd <laughs> right now? Nah, you're a real one though. I'll give you that, man. You put me on to some shit. Hey, I'm a low-level nerd, man. There's some motherfuckers who go deep into this, and I'm just enamored by it. I'm like, God damn, I want to be involved like this. I mean, but see, look, appreciating like a master at the craft, I think, is like a dope concept. Like, I could literally get into anything. All of us were introduced to Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't really care about like painting as much as we cared about how he how he painted. You know, 
like his, the concept and the idea of like not having any mistakes or what do you call them? Um, like happy accidents or whatever. Yeah. Like shit no, like that. I think you know? we gravitated to the way that he masterfully made us feel good through the art of painting. Like, like oh, and that's crazy. Like, because you think about it to do any type of art or the, usually the first biggest fear is what if it's ugly? What if it's, uh, you know, what if I write this song, no one fucks with it. Like, and this man was just out here like, do your thing, man. Like, this ain't gonna, this ain't gonna change who you are as a person. Like, you just were so calmed by that. This is crazy. You know, you know what it is? And dude, it's like, it's crazy that this was actually something, this is a topic that I was going to recommend. And it's funny how perfectly it fits right now. All right. That's so she who said. Would... Oh, God. <laughs> Perfect timing. Good job. Um, <laughs> no, but, yo, like, I mean, in terms of healing and like, you know, that self-discovery, chances are you're going to uncover a personal passion or something that you want to go for, right? Yeah, yeah. Who is somebody that you think um, like really served their like their position like the best? Like Bob Ross as a painter, I think he served his purpose very well. You know, I think he found his purpose early on and he exemplified it. And it was just an organic connection. You know what I mean? Like who who else do you think really found like their purpose? Ooh, like found their purpose through what they were doing or like yeah yeah or uh, not like i guess who was the most successful at like at their purpose i guess you know i think when you got to talk to like that and i feel like you have to have an impact bob ross had an impact and to me when i look at the impact like that i go straight to my man cassius clay muhammad ali Ooh. like not only did that man <clears throat> he like he was a boxer yes but, like, he stood for so much more, and he showed that with the spotlight that he was giving through boxing. Yeah. Um, you know, which, you know, you go back and you watch these documentaries, you read about that. It's just, like, there's just, like, that let me know there's causes that are worth more than me. Right. You know, which, like, translated to, like, not on the same level of greatness in the sports, but it translates to a Colin Kaepernick. You know, who was like, I'm getting paid millions, but taking this knee, I know I could be out of the league. Like, you're right. serving a more masterful purpose to me. That's that. That's what I'm getting out of it. Like, you're serving a higher purpose through the spotlight that you were given through the craft that you have heard or that you are great at. Like, you are serving a secondary purpose. Oh, and that other purpose just happens to be bigger than what you're good at you know like bob ross was a good painter oh for sure but that was not the purpose that he was masterful at like he was masterful mm, at making okay. you feel good he was masterful at relating like he was just masterful at making you just feel enough you know what i mean like making you oh, happy bro him and uh like look i like low key him and Mr. Rogers. You know what I mean? Like I know mm-hmm. we're kind of like just like turning down this like memory lane at this point. But like nostalgia. Yeah, you know? I mean, these dudes like you could tell they were organically connected to the message they were delivering, you know? And yeah. I think that was the the dopest part. Like that that sense of acceptance and that, you know, personal sense of validation. Um I think that was like a main a main focus for like Mr. Rogers and like all the the shows that he was involved with. I haven't seen the the movie with Tom Hanks yet, though. I want to check it out. Well, you know, another another day, another story. But they talking about yeah. Tom Hanks being involved in all this pedo stuff. So, anyways, oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. You gotta you gotta go down that drain maybe thanks next a, time. But thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but I mean, and ever since that day, I was trafficking. Oh shut up! Dude. <laughs> Stop. Oh, I couldn't let that one slide. <laughs> you ruined it, man. No, hey, you're never gonna watch Forrest Gump the same, bro. Seriously, oh god. Oh man, that's crazy. I hope that shit's. I hope that's. I hope that's fake. Hey man, you never know with the cruel world, but honestly, dude, for real, fuck that. But right now, these people, but. To f- just like to be here and 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 where we're at, it's just the biggest message that needs to come across 
even coming from, you know, Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, like a lot of things is just like, really, at the end of the day, yes, we want to teach you messages. You want, you know, be nice, you know, sharing and shit, all this kid stuff that still resonates today as adults. But I think the biggest message to be heard is that you as a person are enough. Right. You know, um, it, it kills me to know that there's people out there that take their lives because they never believe that they're enough. It kills me that there are women out there who have been through some traumatic experiences at the hands of men, at the hands of um, trusted people, you know, kids going through that experience that that kill themselves because they don't feel enough. Right. Like, and that to me is just a shame like on the human race. Like we are all enough. That's point blank period. We are enough. And you just have to find that balance within yourself to just be happy. At the end of the day, that's what we want to be when we die is happy. Right. And I think that's worth more than anything you're going to acquire in money. Like, just be happy. Figure out what that is and follow that, even if it's just a hobby. Right. Be happy. I mean, yeah, dude, that's like uh, you have a choice on how you approach it, you know? Mm-hmm. And you said it best, man. It's true. Like, just go for what you feel like. Go to what you're connected to. And then just honestly, yeah, be happy, bro. Like, just fucking do it. Which is actually funny why you you, you uh, brought that up. Like, the way you approach it. One of the things that I read in an article about overthinking, like how to stop overthinking, one of the things was change the way you speak. Mm. And that's just a <clears throat> good overall lesson. So, you know, like when you change the way you speak about certain things, like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do this to like, oh, I'm about to kill this. And if not, I'm going to learn how to. Right. You know what I mean? Just changing the whole dynamic of it to give yourself confidence in every situation and knowing that even if it turns up bad, you're good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's, I think uh, how you said, like the way you shape your mind, the way that you approach it, like your mentality on things has a lot of power. And I think that's another part of like my, my personal growth is like recognizing the moments where I need to be like, like mentally more supportive, I guess, you know? Um, But yeah, it just comes down to having that talk with yourself, man. But I dig it, bro. Man, yes, sir. And yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step off this this Zen for a little bit, like Phil Jackson, and uh, <laughs> break it break it down into the these damn kids here. Ooh, the, the story you know where we talk about uh, kids, whether they be your uncle's kids, your aunt's kids, you know, if you're a grandparent, they you know, grandkids. Or just your parents or your friends' kids. Like, just a story that makes you look at these kids and say, you goddamn kid. (laughs) You spawned a Satan. Stupid. You little asshole. (laughs) I wish I could could say that to my kid, man. You little shit. You little shit. I wish. (laughs) I say it to my two-year-old because she don't understand it yet. I know, yeah. (laughs) I used to say dumb shit like that, too. Fucking little shit. But once I heard her, hey, I would say dumb stuff like that. But once I heard her, like, try to repeat something, I was like, oops, <laughs> that's enough. That I'd say that I don't know. I don't know if I've told the story about my yeah. two year old saying, like, what the fuck? Oh, I think. Uh, no, I don't know. But tell it again. <laughs> so speaking on like the language. So like she hit her cousin. And I'm over here talking to her like, yo, you can't hit your cousin. Like, you can't do that. That's not right. Now, at the same time, her cousin was in my oldest daughter's room, and my oldest daughter is deciding I'm going to just start doing shoulder presses with this little guitar. So as she's bringing the guitar down, her cousin runs head first into the guitar, can't fucking speak, (laughs) and she starts crying. So as I'm speaking to my two-year-old daughter, her cousin starts crying because she ran into into a guitar. And so my two-year-old hearing this, turns her head 
and just says, what the fuck? You're lying. Not lying. Oh, she my went, God. She said, what the fuck? And then ran over to her cousin and started comforting her. <laughs> like, Dude. Like, bro, bro, I didn't even know oh how to be God. mad at her. I was, like, trying not to die because she literally just turned her head away from me. Like, what the fuck? Dude. Like, what are you Uh-oh. guys doing over there? Like, some dumb shit? <laughs> but, like, you also have to give her credit for being at that age and understanding like the context of that and when it, <laughs> and when it applies, you know, bro. Oh, that was shit. True. I was like, God, no, I looked at her and bro, I straight up, I was, I was like, you goddamn child. You don't know to, you don't know if you should spank her or give her a high five. Bro, I had no idea. Like, I had, you know, of course, I was like, "Hey, you can't be saying that." But I was also like, "That was." But you still you dabbed her it, up. You used it in the right context, so I mean, <laughs> if you was writing the paper and you used that in the paper. I would have you got an A, but. <laughs> oh, stupid! Nah, man. I think. Uh, what was it? actually today, bro? Oh man, yo, Roblox is like gonna be. It's gonna be like the end of humanity oh, bro i had I, I had to delete it bro I had to delete it off my daughter's it's <laughs> it's crazy to these little worlds that these kids involve themselves in man um so i'm like all right again part of my healing uh i'm you know doing my projects or whatever and i'm literally hitting it 100 percent. as i'm focused here uh my kid comes over she's like hey can i can i play on the ipad i want to play with my cousin blah 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 i'm like ah whatever go ahead because i was focused you know uh-huh. And so I'm obviously handling my stuff, and then it basically like it, it got really late, and I was trying to put her down to sleep. And so then, dude, literally, I tell her, "My yo, five more minutes, and then we're gonna go to bed." She's like, "Oh, okay." So I get back to work, and I'm focused. I look back at the phone, and I see that like literally, I let 20 minutes pass by, and I'm like, "Yo, baby, like what happened? Like, go oh, lay down." She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, Dad. It's just that you know, I saw how hard you were focused, and I didn't want to bother you." I was like, you little shit. <laughs> you little shit. I was like, I told you to go lay down. And you suckered me into it. She tried to be all sweet about it, too. And I looked at her and I smiled. I was like, dude, you know you're lying. I know you're lying. And she started smiling, bro. She, she knew. Said, I, I know you was working. You was healing, Dad. She, bro, you was healing. Stupid. <laughs> you was healing. Oh, man. I can't fuck with you healing. I'm not even mad at her. I'm just like, man. That was clever. Just don't ever do that again. This kid's <laughs> as smart as fuck, man. Bro, she's too smart too soon, bro. Bro. Like, I, bro, I literally have to make shit up just to, like, let her know who's boss, you know? Like, to check her, basically. Like, now she, I don't think she, maybe she believes me. But I told her, every time she tells a lie, her eyes start to glitter. And that's how I'm able to tell every time that she lies. So I'm hoping that I can, like, just finesse her mind a, a few more years. You know what I mean? Oh, we'll see, bro. That's when, uh, so when I told my daughter, whenever you tell a lie, a blue dot shows up on your forehead. Oh, you do and that so, one? Yeah, so whenever she tries <laughs> to tell a lie, she'll just cover up her forehead. Oh, my it's God. Like, you fuck, but, like, when she's not lying, when she's telling the <laughs> truth, she's like, do you see a blue dot? Dude, Penny tell me. Or, do you dude, see a blue dot? <laughs> she does the same thing. She's like... Look, look at me. Look at my eyes. Are they glittering? I'm like, oh, God. I was like, no. I believe you. you, you yeah, you tell the truth. You're going hard as hell right now. <laughs> I know. I believe the conviction, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you got me. I'm. What can I say to you? I know. Damn, dude. You put That's me cool. on the spot. Look <laughs> at the kids, man. Love them. Hate them at the same time. I know. It's Good cool, shit. All right, man. You got any closing thoughts for these good people and the not so good people? Yeah, man. Um, damn, yesterday was a good one, but I'm gonna try to remember it because I lost my note for it. Um, but basically, the final thought I have is amor fati, which is like a stoic principle, uh, letting you know that it's okay to kind of handle life in your current position as it is. You get to choose your approach, whether it's like positive or negative. Um, ultimately it is a choice and it's just easiest if you just change and make your mind a little more positive. Mm. Um, but yeah. Power of the mind is real thing. People. I believe Power it, man. of the mind. And all I can say tonight is <sighs> the pet population is growing so rapidly. Please get your pets spayed and neuters. I'm, I'm Bob Barker. <laughs> You guys Shut have. Up. <laughs> uh, oh my god! 
But uh, nah, real talk, man. Um, I realized one of the principles, one of the 48 laws of power and something I'm focusing on in my life and is to learn to say less. You know, like the fool says more. So what I can say say to people is when you talk, make sure your words are impactful. Mm. Make sure that you choose to use your tongue for the power that it comes with the tongue, um, which is also one of the four four agreements. But so just speak with an impact. When you speak with the impact, when you speak with that conviction, when you speak with your truth, it will be heard. And the people will come to listen. That's real, bro. I dig it. I fuck with it. Well, you know what's real over here, bro. No silicone. No silicone in my game, bitch. Shut up. up, (laughs) (laughs) You about to drop a mixtape right now? Hey, you know what I'm saying? I got my do-rag on. Is this your mixtape intro right here? Hey, <laughs> you're about to drop. Intro. Hey, you're about to drop it on Dat Piff, bro. On Dat Piff, bro, and it's just gonna be called in the sauna room, and we're all sweating. Damn, you're the sweatiest Sa- in the room. Sa- sauna room mixtape is just gonna be like chicks tapes, but all about sweat. Stupid. I was oh, sweating God. in my new Bugatti. Oh my God! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's gotta come out now, though. Honestly, dude, that could be like your... You know how Kevin Hart, he has a chocolate dropper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's... Who's, your, who's your rapper? What, what's hey, his name? Thicky C, bro. Oh, Thicky C. Thicky yes. C. The thickest, the thickest, sweatiest one in the room, you know what I'm saying? Oh, straight bars. Hey. hey. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to launch your rap career now as Thicky C. That's it. Hey, we're going to start a GoFundMe. Um, go ahead and just donate at least like actual coins to the GoFundMe since we're in a coin shortage. That shit's oh, gonna God. be worth a lot. Like I'll be able to buy like anything I want when this shit goes to apocalypse because all the coins I have. So send more, send more. <laughs> Stupid. I'll take but Bitcoin if I can do that. Bitcoin. You know? Shit. That's just gonna be the first thing to fall when the apocalypse shows up. You're not in my squad anymore. I don't know, man. It actually it went up recently. Um, it actually returned to its highest, the highest uh, value that it's. How, how do I put it? Are you gonna get that value when we're in apocalypse? I mean, I'm gonna have I the think, coins right on me. Honestly, bro, I don't think it'll be that hard to tell when you see shit hitting the fan. And so when I start recognizing it, I would just pull right there. Boom. You think you can pull? You think your pullout game is that strong? I mean, no, because I have a kid. So. Exactly. <laughs> and I have two. That's why I'm getting coins. Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Respectively, I obviously have a better pullout game. So. <laughs> Hey, I have a it better took idea three there. years in between, you know what I'm saying? That, some people call that, that a drought. Some people call that a drought. Some people, no, that doesn't mean anything, bro. <laughs> Your pullout game is weak. Oh, I, I would like to say medium at best. That's fair. So, whatever. But anyways, y'all, let, or anyways, my, my good to a drippy hippie, let the good people know where they can find you. You can find me on IG, uh, Caramel Poppy, C-R-M-L-P-A-P-I. What about you? Word, you can find me on IG at Mr. Crizzy. That's M-R dot C-H-R-I-Z-Z-Y, Fofo. On Twitter, it's the Cynic 44 so that's T-H-E-C-Y-N-I-C-K, Fofo. And on OnlyFans, it's Thicky C. T H I C K Y C, and oh, uh, you can see me make it clap. Uh, but, you, <laughs> oh, but, you, but you can also find us on uh, on IG and Culture Con Papas, or you can email us stories about these damn kids. Something you heard, like you want to talk about as well. If you got some mental shit you want to get off, let us know too. Yeah. We're cool with that. So. Oh, one thing I did want to mention, um, I thought it'd be pretty cool to jump on Reddit one of these days. I think it'd be really dope just to like look at the different threads and different stories from like literally people just across the country. Um, comment on it. I think, commenting. yeah, bro. I think, I think, I think we'd be pretty good at it. So, um, oh, shit. before, before up? we go, if you guys are ever down, I want you to please 
Go and check the reviews on Amazon for sugar-free gummy bears. Mm-hmm. You check the reviews on Amazon for sugar-free gummy bears. I was dying all night. Oh, my God. You're going to, man, that's literally what I'm about to do right now. You can Google it. Google has the whole link to it and everything. It's it's so amazing. I love it. Oh, my God. All right. I'm ready for it, bro. Well, shit, then. All right, y'all. Well, this is the time where we go to get cigarettes. But don't worry. We will be back with some more dope-ass thoughts. This is Culture Cone Papas. Peace. Peace.